Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni. Okay, I am so excited. It doesn't sound like I'm rushing. Yes. Am I slightly losing my mind? Also, yes. But it's okay because I am centered with you all now. I did promise another episode, and that is the majority of the reason why I am here is to talk about the things that I did not talk about on my last episode, which I hope everyone enjoyed. But now we have to get into the nitty gritty of what's actually going on on Bravo, what's real time, um, hot topics, and the things that we just saw, well, Kathy Hilton, what is going on there? Like, where has she been all our lives? So all those things that you actually care about me talking about, that is what we're here to do. And I couldn't do it alone because again, I'm falling apart. So the glue that will put me back together and the light of this episode who will give us all the joy because if you have not seen his TikToks recreating what is literally the bane of my existence, which is just generally mommy bloggers and YouTubers and all the influencers on the internet who just think that every little thing they do and like the way they cut a banana is like the best thing since cutting a banana. You have not lived. Haters on Instagram, Hayden Cullen in real life, Bravo Hollis, social media influencer, amazing content creator. Just honestly, you're going to laugh. You're going to absolutely love anything that he makes. And I got him here today and I'm very, very excited to do it because I don't get to hear enough of his Bravo hot takes and I want to bring them here to the people so that you can fall in love just as quickly as I did. Thank you so much for coming on, Aiden. My God, thank you for having me and thank you for that introduction. Honestly, I am honored to be here. Hello, mixers. Like, let's go. I there's so many Bravo hot topics that like we need to discuss. I feel like oh my God, has been crazy. There was just there's just always so much going on in the Bravo universe and like only so little time for us to talk about it. But like, I'm very happy to be able to be with you today. Yes, I'm so excited. Like I said, I. Did a re-release last week of a Patreon episode where I've been re-watching um, old episodes of different Housewives franchises, like episode one. And normally I do hot topics in the Patreon, but y'all, y'all know I'm in the middle of a move. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed that I'm just like laughing. Like I have nothing else to do but laugh. I'm also you about to, to laugh. Like, you're gonna, you have you to. Have laugh to. You're gonna cry. Like, <laughs> and if I do cry, I'm probably still gonna laugh. I'm gonna be, I'm, honestly, I thought about crying this morning and I was like, that would be such a waste of time. Like I can't cry because then I won't be able to either eat or unpack something. So <laughs> let me either multitask, I don't know. But somehow I find time for the important things like this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. normally I would release a hot topics or something like on the Patreon as well. But again, that's like 14 levels of editing I don't wanna do. So we're just gonna have, the best time talking about these crazy, crazy women who have been doing crazy things, but keeping us so well entertained. So entertained. Honestly, Bravo is at a premium right now and I would pay a premium to subscribe. Yeah. To I mean, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I guess we do with our cable subscriptions, but beyond the right. point, um, Bravo just is cranking it out right now. I, I mean, we had New Jersey just wrap. We have Beverly Hills, New York. Potomac is coming back, which I am so excited about. God bless. Thank you, Jesus. Um, like, then we're going to about like OC potentially, like having the contract sent out. Like it's just yes. going on right now. And I love talking to fellow people who like actually understand because as much as I want to pretend my mom and my friends do, like you get it. Like we are- And who care? The same wavelength. <laughs> they understand that these things matter. Like I texted multiple people when I heard that the OC contracts were going out soon or that they would, I was told, they don't know if the actual contracts will go out, but they know that the ladies will find out if they're coming back or not this week. And I'm like, so how do I turn post notifications on to like your cell phone? Like I need you to personally text me the moment you hear anything, which is crazy because I don't really care much for for OC, at least not lately. 
I yeah. like old seasons. I have been re-watching at the um, recommendation of Sam Bravo Historian. I've watched eight, nine, 10, and 11 while packing and unpacking things. And yes. it's, these are the Brookshires, which I remember at the moment being like, this is crazy, but I have not revisited it since they aired. And I am like, the OC had no chance of being good anymore after these years. No. I don't know what we're expecting, but you would have to work a miracle because these are, the, the Vicky is a nut. She's a nutcase, but the best television I've ever seen. I didn't appreciate it. Where you're with um, Detective Megan King Evans. Oh my God. Like she is an OG, like bone collector. Like we don't give her oh enough. Oh my God, And I am just so happy that you are getting to see all of her and her joy and like everything that she brings to the table. Is in- oh my god this is like i just finished the episode it's the finale it's Tamara's baptism where heather finds out that there's a story going around that brooks had to call terry in the middle of the night because he was so sick and terry yeah. had to call a colleague yes. to come and give him a iv and in the moment i was like well that's a crazy lie but now i'm like you're right that would never happen because no self-respecting surgeon would not say a because the first thing that you do when you call your doctor if it's after hours they're like if this is an emergency right? go to the hospital nine one terry and brooks are not besties it's not like me right a friend of mine who's a nurse and like asking her like if i should take tylenol hey it's, girl like, like should i do this <laughs> and terry would not then call a colleague to go and do it you know yeah. what i mean he would not take that level of risk if you had the cancer and all these things so I'm just like whoa 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 and like it just all is I just finished part one of the reunion this is back when like three parters actually meant Mm -hmm. that like the first part we get through we get rid of everything else that we all dealt with all season long Shannon and the marriage the affair Tamara all these things and now we have to get to the nitty-gritty for two and three Mm -hmm. and I'm like this is when three parts meant something because right. we actually had something to get done. What is your relationship with OC? And what are you, are you excited for it to come back? Do you want anyone to come back? Like, are you hoping for a clean sweep? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I have watched OC from the beginning. My, it's literally like my origin story with Real Housewives is from the OC because when it first came out, I watched it with my mom. And this was like, what, 15 years ago? So I was like, 11, 10 years old. And that's how like I got introduced to Bravo, that's how I got introduced to the Housewives, obviously. And I was just instantly in love with it. Vicky, OG of the OC, like OG of all the Housewives. I loved her until her downfall after the Brooks mm-hmm. situation. She kind of just like went downhill from there. But I am really excited. I think that the, I honestly think the OC needs like a complete reboot. I love the idea of bringing some people back, keeping a couple people from the current cast and throwing in some new people. Um, I, if I did have to pick two people to come back, it would be like, I've heard the rumors that it's Heather and Tammy Sue. Mm-hmm. I am in for that because I want Heather and Gina Kirsten to interact. Okay. You're you're not the first person to bring that up to me. And they're like, could you imagine Heather and Gina like trying to form a friendship? I'm like, oh my God, can I? In a weird way, I can. The wealth gap would just be insane. And the way that Heather would condescend her in a way of like age and class, but kind of treat Gina as if she needs to like take her under her wing. And Gina's like, I'm a grown woman who doesn't need to be taken under a wing. I've been on this show multiple seasons now. Yeah. And Heather's like, okay, but like, no. No, really no. I think that we need some we need fancy pants and we need Gina and her horrible hair extensions. Like we need them to and see what happens. And then I also want I want Shannon to stay because I'm very interested to see how her and Tamara interact if they come back together on the show because they had Really, mm. they're not friends anymore and I just know that like daddy Andy will like send us the gods and like throw them into a room together and mm-hmm. they just let them go at it and like I really need to see that so those are that's those are the four that I want from like previous and current casts um I think that we need some like new meat because like looking at Salt Lake City looking at Potomac like it's proof in the pudding that new meat succeeds the fans love mm-hmm. well so I just feel like we need some fresh thirsty 
blood in yeah and I think it's uh, you raise a good point because what I love about Potomac is they don't wait for it to get stale before they refresh it Mm -hmm. we only went one season before we got Monique and only two seasons before we got Candace they were like here's a new one here's a new one and we're like whoa okay hold on we're just getting into Giselle and Karen good and they're like well let me throw a new one at you now and then it's like oh we're into it now so I then Wendy came like two seasons later like they keep refreshing and I think that makes for really great television I think OC definitely needs so much refresh I am currently more excited for Vanderpump Rules than I am OC and I gave up on Vanderpump Rules as well and I'm like (laughs) this is what Bravo does though I never give up it's always like I'm taking a break and I'm making a very big stand and then I sit down Mm-hmm. And it's like, never mind. Yeah. I have no longer made the stance. I'm back. They always find a way to reel you back in. You know, I, I was, I'm the same way. Vanderpump Rules, I probably haven't watched consistently, like on a week to week basis in like two, three years. But I know what I missed all nothing. Doing. I know what I'm <laughs> doing. The only things I missed are like the new girls and like pasta not being eaten. That girl that never had pasta who like had pasta. Mm. I, I didn't miss much. I still know that like everything. You missed nothing. <laughs> Whereas this season, I would like to see at least James Kennedy, this arc that he has of being like, we're worried about you. Like, are you well? And then now he's like engaged and he's sober. And I'm like, oh my God, you're well. Yeah, good. We love wellness over <laughs> here. Um, This is like a really weird and controversial question because I get so much interesting thought process about Andy everyone is either love or hate Andy especially when he's on reunions and how he handles things you mentioned daddy Andy throwing them into a room together making them fight I love that energy I think he will give us that I personally feel like Andy would be more likable if he stopped pretending like he has nothing to do with anything and was fully like in his bag of girl I am out here manipulating shit I want to make it good I'm making it pop making it nice I want to know I wish Andy could like tweet us and be like if watching everything happen with Simon Portia Fallon Atlanta I would love a nice reassuring text from Andy a tweet a DM anything that says it will make it happen don't worry something's going to come out I think we need to get Andy on like Bravo chat room like I want his opinions on things like I don't really care for like Hannah Burner's opinions or even like Portia's on Bravo stuff but like I want to know what Andy thinks about you know X, Y, and Z. He obviously he honestly all the time it pretends that like he pretends that he's like LVP and that he like doesn't have a hand in things but you know he's behind the scenes like moving chess pieces around doing so much like there is not a doubt in my mind that he's right. behind every single thing. And I just would love for him to one time, like even if it's a special on Watch What Happens Live where he's like, this is my opinion on this. I, you know, I hate, I hated this se- season. I hated this um, storyline. Yeah. Give us some like actual legitimate tea, like behind the scenes. Yes. Fascinated in like the, the logistics of Housewives than like anything. Like I, I just, I really, I need it from him. But he is daddy. Like, yeah. I, no, yeah, we, we, we love and appreciate him. I wish that, to me, it's like bosses typically have a thought on your work. If he went on Bitch Sesh, which he did earlier in the year, and said, you know, Erica Jane does talk about her divorce, not to the amount that I would have liked, but here's why, or here's what she told me, why she couldn't. I would have loved if she had gotten in there and answered these questions, too. I would like to know that. Because yeah. then I can also know, I mean, I'm an informed judge because I'm going to judge it. So yeah. I like to be an informed judge. I want all the facts. I would love if he was like, I mean, yeah, I, I only ever know where he stands with the women. So at the reunion, when he seemingly is picking a side mm-hmm. or is like telling them, well, you know, you did say that, but I'm like, you can actually get in there a little more and give yeah. all of them the business because what are they going to do? Tell you no? I mean, Brandy Glanville did famously say, well, fuck you, Andy. And where is she now? Yeah, right. Exactly. Now she's, now she's on botch somewhere, getting botched. <laughs> <laughs> or botch alert. He very clearly took a side with Monique and Candace at the Potomac reunion. And I think a lot of people were put off by that because he didn't hold mm-hmm. them really to the same standard. So, I mean, there's a give and a take. Like, I would love to know his opinions, but when he goes too hard, and shows his cards a little too much, then it turns me off. So I feel yeah. like a full-edged sword. I don't know. It's definitely hard to okay. figure it out. 
but you know. Okay. And so then the same question remains then on New Jersey. We're hearing that they're going to start filming today. That's very, it's just such a weird contrast because OC, they have not known what they were doing this entire time, like for months. And New Jersey just wrapped pretty much 48 hours ago. (laughs) And they're like, all right, back to work, bitches. Let's go, get back, come on. Like, what do you think about this idea that there, there was a rumored new cast member, then it was like, nope, no, no new ones. Then it was rumored friends of, and then it was like, eh, maybe it's a new person again. And yeah. now it's just like, this is going to be now like the longest set in history to have the same cast, no changes. Mm-hmm. And it's all the same people before. How, wh- how did you end your relationship with this last season of New Jersey and the cast? And do you, are you cool with them not changing anything? I am I am cool with them not changing anything just because I think that Jersey is such a fan favorite and there are such clear divisions in the group. There are so many like layers to it. And with the added bonus of the husbands, like I want more husband content. Like if they're can if they can don't want to add in a new cast member but can add in more husband content, like absolutely I'm there for mm-hmm. it. Also, I just think that Jersey's seasons they while they pack a punch they need to be filmed for a longer period of time because there's so much that happens that like we don't see that is off screen and I feel like if they were they only that last season they only filmed for what like three maybe three and a half months but I think yeah seasons like most seasons are filmed for like five four months like I want that type of longer duration of filming just so that there are more you know layers to the drama because you can make up only make up so many times with somebody within three months. Like, yeah, I, I want to see Jennifer and Marge going at it multiple times. I want to see Teresa and Jackie going at it again. I want Melissa to have a real storyline. I want, you know, do we? I mean, <laughs> do we feel hopeful about that? I don't. I I really appreciate Melissa for what she is. Not everybody needs to play a main starring role in a season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that she does her part very well. And her part is what? A supporting <laughs> cast member. <laughs> With a full-time salary and holding a nothing in New Jersey. Yes. But in the spot of, okay. So her, we love that she plays her part as part-time um, energy with full-time benefits. Yes. And I think okay. she, she she's the only one that really holds I mean and Dolores but she really holds Teresa accountable because she is so she her her role is really Teresa's accountability coach she is Teddy Teddy Mellencamp for Teresa because since she's her sister-in-law I feel like she's just held to a different standard with her and I really feel like they their relationship like Teresa wouldn't be as a-list as like as much as I love her like she wouldn't be as good on the show if Melissa wasn't there and added that family dynamic she is a great foil I do believe she's a great foil I feel like she could still be friend of because as much as I believe that she is a good accountability mirror to Teresa she's still too meek in that role whereas Dolores with or without love she Teresa just doesn't question Dolores like Mm -hmm. Dolores said you know that was wrong. And she's like, oh yeah, maybe. She's like, yeah, what? She knows it was wrong. And I'm like, great. Like Dolores just packs the whole punch. And I know a lot of people think, well, we need Melissa because we need Joe. Dolores gets two men on the show. Why can't Teresa have two men? Whatever man she's dating and her brother. We've always wanted her brother. The brother lives close. He's involved in the kids' lives because they do not have a father or a grandfather in the States right now with them. Their grandfather has passed on. She would obviously need the help her brother could be her man, like the man on the show for her. And then we would still get Joey, which I could give or take, but I do think he definitely adds a fun dynamic to the show. There's never been a better scene for me than when he's calling Dolores drunkenly broken and looking at Frank and saying, you broke her. Frank is literally confused. He's like, huh? What are you saying? Like he's I also so think confused. It's so if we gave Melissa the Good. Luann treatment, like it could, it could be beneficial for her where Luann was downgraded to a friend of one season. She came back with a punch. Now, like Luann, I mean, she's a fan favorite for some people until the most recent episode. Yeah, she's a fan favorite 
currently on probation. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like Melissa, maybe we downgrade her for a season and then she comes back with a, with a vengeance and really delivers for us. Who knows? Um, I feel like it probably won't happen, but I could see it like panning out well for her, for the show. I would love them to maybe sprinkle in somebody new, like a new friend of that's going to be upgraded next season, but I'm happy with Jersey as good as it is staying the same. So Michelle did not do it for you. This Michelle, the realtor. Awesome. Not for many, but have to ask. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, no matter how wrong it is on this show. Um, But in this case, that was the right one. Michelle did it for no one. I mean, Teresa was never buying that house. What do you think of this man? Do you believe in the whole dirty Louise thing? Like he might be like a Brooks of the East Coast. I'm currently watching the Brooks season. Yeah, And I'm just saying, if Louise comes back with a really random sickness, I would not be surprised. <laughs> I do see some similarities. Now that I'm, like, back in it, I'm like, oh, wait. There are some things watching the whole show mm-hmm. and acting like they're so aloof to their life, but, like, yeah. praising the ground they walk on, like, and everything about it's the love bombing it's very interesting it's the manipulation of like no one wanted you but me but I love you you know I love you because even if no one else sees the beauty in you I do it's like wait a minute have I been insulted or not I think it's a little too good to be true and too soon too quick I get that when you are older relationships yes they move a little bit faster and we don't even yeah but like move in together not yeah. like buy a four, $3 million home when you haven't yeah. sold the other one with money that's yours, not his. Exactly. And like, I don't know. I've just seen a lot of things about him online with like his ex his ex like girlfriends and like all this like random like relationship drama that he's had in the past. I don't know if you've seen the same stuff too, but yes. it just seems like he is opportunistic and he came on a little too strong when he came out for the reunion. I just thought he was a little too comfortable, like in front of the cameras that quickly when like, if it was, and I was stepping into this reunion and there were cameras on me and there was Andy Cohen and there was like a whole slew of people watching me. I would just feel a little uncomfortable. I would be a little awkward and I expected him to be a little awkward and he was just a little bit too comfortable. And I was like, yeah, please know your place. Yeah. But Dolores is, David has been on the show in and out for like two seasons now and Mm -hmm. every time it looks like he is laughing at Dolores because he's so awkward and uncomfortable like he looks so genuinely like I don't want to be here but he can't get it together I'm so upset about it he's like I am a nice man from New Jersey I am in the hospital every day I like to go back trying to be here i just never thought of it that way he did he, he sat down in that chair like he owned the joint like he had been there chewing gum a million times mm-hmm. no yeah and i'm like like and risa would think so was so confused as to why he was there she was so shocked uh, my fiance would never be able to pull that over on me but also she's like wait why are you here it gave me some kind of like we discussed whether or not he'd want to be on the show or something here he did this for me like this felt like this was his moment and he wasn't there for her mm-hmm. in, yeah. if that makes sense no I agree I think that it, he, he definitely took it on for himself and I don't know I I feel like it's a little too good to be true and too quick too soon and I just I'm not here for it at all yeah totally you know what I am here for though I'll tell you Kathy Hilton on (laughs) Beverly Hills making a very big splash many people have asked and wondered where was she all this time and why have we never gotten her I vaguely remember Kathy being in like season one in a couple of scenes like when they went over her house because Mm. it's also been rumored that the show of Beverly Hills was originally something a concept for Kyle like Kyle and her family because her sisters are as you know now very yeah. kooky and Kyle is very boring because her sisters are nuts mm-hmm. in the best way she you love it lovable nuts it's her role. um y- yes and so I believe that Kathy just kept saying no and that's why Bravo is very excited she got a whole end up happens 
Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'm on the, I'm on in the minority here where I think Kathy is interesting and I like, I understand why people are like fascinated by her because she reminds them of Kim Richards and she's like kooky and weird and eccentric, but like, I don't know if you watch the Paris Hilton documentary, but we just forgetting that she like sent, mm. sent her daughter like to a camp where they abused her and like are they is anybody gonna hold her feet to the fire for that like yes she might have been aloof and didn't know it was like what it was but mm. I just think like I watched that first before I watched this so I like went into the season and I was like I want someone to call her out for that like Garcelle Sutton like Nobody wants to cross Kyle and that that's why no one's bringing it up because it's her sister. But I would be, if I was there, I'd be like, Kathy, like, tell me about what's happening with Paris and like this documentary that she did. Because I, as a viewer, I'm like, I can't get past that. And so I just have like a bad taste in my mouth about her, but I will say she's entertaining, but I know I'm in the minority for, for the person, for the people that are thinking that. No. Listen, I wonder if Kathy A has seen this documentary. I don't know if she knows how to work a television. B, I like the trope of like a rich woman not knowing how the world works because she didn't know it was a Red Bull because she's never drinking anything out of a can. Everything's given to her in a glass by someone who works for her. Um, and that I do enjoy because it does seem more authentic to me than mm. like Ramona who just acts like she has so much money and so many nice things and so many servants yeah. that she's just like you know can't be bothered with regular people in downtown things Kathy genuinely has been rich for so long she doesn't know what the yeah. fuck is going yeah. on she genuinely is like what mm -hmm. is a soda where is it and she's thinking that like being out with the girls is fun I think she thinks she's slumming it with this cast and that makes me laugh yeah, because she's like oh yeah guys like we're on like a camping trip and they're in like a 10,000 square foot mansion in Tahoe and she's <laughs> like this is so fun like oh my god I'm like out here roughing it and I'm yeah. that is fun to me however I do prefer Kim Richards any day I love Kim I think Kim is really really great on TV I just hope she's well and I prefer any sister to Kyle so it doesn't really matter because <laughs> I just shamelessly don't love Kyle I did love however when Garcelle did kind of call Paris out or Kathy to her face like to have mm -hmm. the balls to say to a mother your daughter was annoying as hell growing up right I, I, I was like oh you're like we're really going there wow I was like I'm, I clutched my pearls at that moment I was like okay Garcelle I mean Garcelle oh. she's such an amazing addition to Beverly Hills she she's not afraid of Kyle she checks her and I love that because Kyle does need some some checking once in a while so much checking I, I'm really here for Kyle and I mean um Sutton and Garcelle's friendship like I'm fascinated by it they're so different um Sutton is the type of kooky that like I am very interested in exploring more of I think Crystal is a really good addition to the cast um just from the jump she seems like she has a really interesting story can, can I tell you I'm I have to eat crow on it because yeah. when I saw her this is why you do not judge books by their cover. Mm -hmm. I looked at this little this little girl and was like, oh no, she has not lived enough. Yeah. And I, me, the young person, being like, I like my housewives older with so much money that they're like Kathy, they don't know what to do with. And it, she, Crystal was going to give me like original MKE vibes where like there is nothing going on at home for her. So she has to like make stuff happen. And it's fine when you know someone's boyfriend is faking cancer but when your whole life is like my husband is the star and I am the background supporting star it's like Camille Grammer all over again and I get really anxious and I don't want that and then Crystal is like oh no girl I am a full full-fledged woman an individual yeah. with a personality mm -hmm. and I've never been more pleased to be wrong in my whole life she's yeah. amazing for a, a fresh really out the gate She's really giving it to us too. And like, I'm very fascinated by her like Chinese pop star brother. Like, I wanna know more about her upbringing. Like, I loved the conversation that she had with Sutton in the car um, about her dad's passing. Like, I just, I love when they're, when housewives are very vulnerable from the jump. 
And I can tell that she is going to give us some shady moments. She's going to give us some vulnerability. And she's also not afraid to like get in the mix and, and scrap, which you yeah. can't be in the housewives. You can't be like Sutton is, gets overwhelmed by confrontation. Like Crystal, I feel like she can thrive off of it. She can go back and forth. Like even some of her slick comments in the confessionals where she was like, there's 20 years between Sutton and I. And it's like, there's like 12 it's years. 12. Yeah. Give or take a decade. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know what? I live for the shade. I love it. So I'm pleasantly surprised as well by her because I didn't think I was going to like her as much as I do. Um, and I think that she was a really good addition to the cast. I agree. I like that she also knows when to kind of like stop. Because mm-hmm. there were moments when she realized that Sutton seemed to be kind of drunk. And um, I think that if Sutton wasn't drunk, she would not have interrupted Crystal so heavily. I think Sutton's mind unraveled and it spiraled to, they're going to try to make me out to be the racist. And I don't think that she was inherently concerned that she is racist, though I think that there is definitely some, uh, some, some checklist things that Sutton could afford to do on herself. Just to double check, just to be absolutely sure. Fully sure, positive. But I think that she was more like Gar- as Garcelle's friend. She's like, they choose someone a year to get rid of. Yeah. And it doesn't matter like you before, they'll get rid of you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Sutton's like overly paranoid that it's going to be her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, no, you're not about to do this. Because I'm like looking, I was rewatching it because I saw the teaser clip and was like, oh, there must be some context that I'm missing. And Sutton's like telling Crystal, I am not about to do this. And like they had said, you're a racist because, and mm-hmm. she's like, no, no. But it, there was no context. There were cocktails and late nights. And yeah. she was like, no, no, what we're not going to do is this. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, white fragility definitely did come out when she was like, I think I deserve an apology because that was not nice. And Chris was like, okay, girl. Yes, 100%. All right. And you're like, really? You're going to go there? You're going to go there? Which, which is one of the reasons why I do really like Crystal because I do think that she's good at stopping a situation. She's not always going to defend why she thinks or feels the way she does. And I like a woman who knows time and place because mm-hmm. she keeps smirking. She gets this smirk on her face and she goes, mm. Okay, kind we're gonna like have to agree to disagree. She's yes. a rainy day. She knows and, when to play her cards. Yes, and Kyle was like, "Agree to disagree on what?" She goes, mm, "It's just, it's fine." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, girl." She's like, "Yeah, I'm not about to get wrinkles over you. I'm not about to be yelling about everything. Get my face off, less girl. No." And I appreciate that. And then, of course, very next day, another fight, and the next night, another fight. So she's mm-hmm. like. I'm going to pace myself. I'm, I'm just getting started. And mm-hmm. I appreciate her for that. Um, and I also appreciate, well, I will say Sutton, I did like her. And whether or not, like the debatability of her microaggressions or ignorance, at least slight racism at best aside, mm-hmm. she's got to stop crying she like really- every five minutes. This is Beverly Hills. They really do go after someone every five minutes. So you have to stop crying. Because I felt anxious when she looked at Erica and she was like, don't you always feel that people just think that we're racist because we're from the South? And Erica's like, no, I don't. I don't think that at all. And for Dorit to call her uncultured, I cackled. (laughs) I was like, yo, you got fake accent over here to your left telling you that you haven't traveled enough as an actual rich woman. (laughs) And I love that they're equating like traveling to like being an absolution of anti-racism. I'm like, you know the two don't coexist. Anti-blackness is is global. Like anti lots of things is global. Multiple parts of the world don't like other parts of the world. Yeah, so, so it's the re- of like <laughs> how racist or unracist you are. It's like, no, right. it's not like how it works at all. But um, I absolutely love the rehab. Like in my mind, I could envision a shirt that says like me being a child of the world. <laughs> like in her accent from Connecticut. I'm I just like- I really, I mean, I have to say Dorit is like probably somebody that has grown on me the most since they started. Like I hated her at first and I- find her so fascinating now it's the flip side with erica jane like loved her at first can't stand her now i think she's like holier than thou what are your thoughts on erica and all of this shenanigans with her i am i'm not surprised because i felt very cold 
when we first met her, when Dorit first came on the show, I thought Dorit was super uptight. Erica, you flashed my husband your underwear. I'm like, no, she didn't. But I actually still believe that Dorit is still the same individual. Hmm. She's just found her tune to the song. And she's found her remix of it. Whereas Erica, all people have wanted is more access to her. And I am finding it hard to now believe if you knew absolutely nothing about your husband's life and affairs and everything that he was doing, are you just that guarded that you went on a reality TV show to share nothing about your life? Mm. I don't understand the connection. If yeah. you're this guarded, why go on TV? Like, mm. I don't get it. Cause I, I'm, I'm getting nothing from her all these years. And then all of a sudden, this major thing happened and we're led to believe that she's going to talk about it finally. Like, why? How? I didn't really know she had a son until she was like yelling at Lisa Rinna in like low hush tones in Tokyo. <laughs> don't, you don't know what I go through at night. And she's like yelling at Teddy like a year later. Don't ever do that to me again. I'm like, what are you talking about? So right. I'm like, you have all these trigger points, mm-hmm. right? But your husband allegedly having dementia allegedly defrauding victims and orphans of plane crashes that's not a trigger point for you I'm so confused like how is that now when you're going to quote unquote open up and now Bravo is like oh she talks does she Mm -hmm. like she won't talk about her son who's alive and a cop but she'll talk about this yeah I'm not expecting anything groundbreaking from her this season where she reveals something that's like shock and awe like I have the, I wouldn't believe it talking about it is like Dorit at the table being like orphans and Erica's like I can't talk about that like it's not gonna be anything happening to us who Hayden who plays two truths and a lie and talks about the mafia yeah do what? you not understand how no Kathy doesn't understand how the game works she's never played <laughs> with people anything she's never had a game to play like her Monopoly <laughs> set is pure diamonds made from Tiffany's and like sterling silver, 100 carat gold or whatever. Like she doesn't play real games. Uno is porcelain in her house. Right. But, so I don't expect her to know. She goes, oh, I guess I said all truth. <laughs> like Erica <laughs> is like, oh, I guess you have to figure out which one's the lie. And they figure it out. So you're connected to the mafia? She goes, I can't confirm. Girl, you offered the information. Right? You confirmed it. Like what? It makes what? Why when you said the lie? Let us know what it is. Like it makes no sense. I do not understand. I'm very disappointed in that. Like I just, I I don't know. I don't. I don't love Erica. I like her fashions, but I've also always thought that Dorit was actually like a better fashion girl to me because to me, Dorit does. She plays with fashion. Like she goes into these designers and these look and these things and she may, may, yes, it's of course probably Rent the Runway. Allegedly, I don't know anything, but it's giving Rent the Runway. But I appreciate what she, the information she takes into the rentals, what she's looking for in these rentals, right? Like she's not renting a Toyota Camry from Enterprise. She goes to the luxury rental vehicles and rents (laughs) a nice car. And I like that. I think she takes a risk in fashion and styling And, and likes to create looks and moments that like could be in a catalog. Mm-hmm. Whereas to me, Erica creates characters. And I think that both are great. And I think they do two different things and I connect more with Dorit playing with Dior's entire like monochromatic line or like their multicolor line, color blocking, pink shoe, green shoe. Whereas Erica in the latex, you know, in the, in the, the bangs, it's nice. It's just that to me, that's not fashion. It's a character. Like yeah. it's fashion. She's using clothes. But to me, it's like, how do I create a, a story? Whereas Dorita's like, how do I create a moment? Yeah. Like I get Miranda Priestly would be proud. Like this is something that would be styled in Vogue. She'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, I want this. Like, I get Devil Wears Prada vibes. Like yeah. I'm watching a shoot happen with Dorit. When she came down with those like fake ass baby hairs and her Chanel gloves, like the motorcycle gloves, and she was like, "Look, girls, fashion," and I was like, "Yeah, it is. Oh yes, I like it." And I, I like that she told with, us, "Look at my outfit." I really can't deal with um, Erica's whole creative team too. Like Mikey, if I see one more scene, why do we meet a new one every week, Hayden? Why do we meet a new one every week with Mikey Minden? I'm actually going to like 
start crying. I just can't handle him anymore. I don't need to see him like styling an outfit for Erica. Like just get, skip that part, go to the outfit. Like who is Mikey screwing at Bravo to get in all of these scenes? Like how is he oh so- Oh my open? God. Do you know how I first was introduced to him? I will tell you. Dance Moms. Wait, did you I ever- was, I- Do you ever watch Search for the Next Pussycat Doll? Yes! <laughs> I did. Oh my, I did not even remember that. Yeah. I remember him from Dance Moms. Because yep. when I started watching Beverly Hills, I was like, is that Mia's choreographer, Mikey? <laughs> and it was. And I was like, what's he doing from Pittsburgh? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> Dr. Holly Frazier sent him all the way to Beverly Hills. <laughs> yes. And then I was like, did he leave Mia to work with Erica? That's rude. I like Mia. I was very upset, but I also yeah. started watching housewives very young I used to keep my finger on the last button like the the recall button on the remote to like go back to Disney Channel because I was not supposed to be watching all these grown (laughs) women have sexual things happen and curse a lot and I just kept like watching in the corner and I would hit the button really quick to go back like that's the raven or something because I was just like this is for me I don't know what it is but I need to watch it Um, but I was like how did he end up here? I'm very confused. I do not know what's happening. But I, it's, what's weird to me is we keep meeting a new member of the Glam Squad every week, knowing how much she spends on Glam every month. Who? What are your thoughts on the producers? So some people think that the producers played Erica's song, It's Expensive to Be Me, last week before showing everything about her closet to mm-hmm. give her royalties. I believe it was to be shady. I think it was to be shady. I think they're, they're, I feel like they're alluding to what's to come and they know that Bravo Twitter picks up on every single thing that production does. Yes. Like in Atlanta, they're very shady. Beverly Hills, they haven't always been as shady as they are being this season with the Erica stuff. They haven't really had a reason to be, but now they've made it. And I think that honestly, I think it's Bravo kind of covering their ass a little bit because for years they've been portrayed as like playing Erica's side. And I feel like a lot of times the production team, they have favorites that they tell their story and they don't tell certain aspects of their life because, you know, they think that they're a good character or whatever it might be that it is. I think that they're kind of like, all right, we kind of need to lay into Erica a little bit and we're not going to do it by like firing her because she has a really interesting story this season so we'll do into it mm-hmm. by like, editing the these clips in you know throwing these little hints subtle like flashbacks into things so I'm, I'm interested to see how the production continues to do that throughout the season with her and Tom's divorce with her legal stuff going on I'm, I'm very interested <laughs> I am too I have to say Beverly Hills has now been dethroned as the highest rated show. It always teeter-tottered between Atlanta and Beverly Hills since Nini's departure. I am not equating the two. I'm just simply stating a date marker. All of Bravo is somewhat down, but then you have like your top chefs, your Mary Tim Medicines, your Shaws that are pulling seven, eight or higher and they're doing great. And Beverly Hills is not. Do you have... From what you're seeing this season, as someone who does watch Beverly Hills, do you have any thoughts on why this could be happening, whether the shifts could have been, or is it just like a fluke accident? I honestly think it has to do a little bit with promotion and scheduling. Okay. I think that, I, I personally think like Sunday and Monday are like the hot spots for like TV. And like, you look at Shaw's, you look at Atlanta, it's always on Sundays. Same thing with Below Deck is now like the highest rated show or highest viewed show on mm-hmm. Bravo. Like, does that have to do with Mondays at all? It just seems a little bit suspect because like, I don't know, like the Below Deck fandom is not as loud and maybe that's just because they are not as like vocal, but they're not as intense as the Housewives fandom. So why is it that it's not translating on to the viewership. It seems a little bit weird to me. I mean, I also think that the longer these seasons go on and the longer these shows go on, people kind of just fall off. Um, you know, mm. last year, you know, at the end of the season, like I wasn't even watching consistently because I couldn't deal with freaking Denise and 
Lisa Rinna fighting anymore. Like it was just, I was over it. And like shows like Salt Lake City and Potomac, like I am in every episode when it is airing because I need to know what's happening because I'm just so much more invested in it. So I think it probably has to do with a little bit of fall off from people that are just kind of sick of it, a little bit of like the programming and the behind the scenes of that. But mm-hmm. you know, it is interesting to see that Beverly Hills has fallen off and I'm interested to see where Potomac falls, like with the Sunday night air date of it. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of see like what's working, what's not. Like, is it is it days? Is it times? Is it, you know, is it the housewives themselves? Like, what is it? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, weekdays are, are tough for anyone, especially a Wednesday, Thursday, because if I don't have work on a Friday, I'm going to happy hour on a Wednesday yes. and Thursday. <laughs> and if Thursday is my new Friday, I'm going to treat it as such. Exactly. So <laughs> I like to have a little fun. And it's summer, which is a lot. I, even if I, I love this about adulthood is that even when it's summer, your work schedule doesn't usually change, but yet your nightlife does. Like, Absolutely. it's June, <laughs> I'm going out at four on a Wednesday, even Absolutely. though I do have work tomorrow, because as we- I had in September and November, but it's June, so we must drink ice <laughs> drinks outside on a patio Absolutely. somewhere. Absolutely. And I really love that. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to do with that. I, I also just think, I, I get surprised whenever I post information or something about a feud or a dynamic on a show and I'll get a lot of people who will sporadically be like oh yeah I stopped watching last season after Mm -hmm. x y and z I'm like oh so people just like only watch tv that they enjoy yeah I would nice (laughs) I mean don't know what that's like this is like a job for us so we need to watch these shows so we're staying yeah to to crazy it, it, it honestly is wild because there are there are housewives that like like Dallas this season like I watched it because I felt like I needed to but I didn't enjoy it I enjoyed Tiffany Moon but I didn't enjoy it the season overall you know what I mean no I had a terrible time I hated it yeah but like a carousel with a child like what a screaming child I was like I can't get off because I can't leave you here and we're just going round and round in circles slowly like we're going very slow and another one that's uh, suffering, which I always like to get people's thoughts on, is New York, because New York has never had great, they haven't had great ratings for at least four or five seasons. Mm-hmm. But yet, almost everyone I talk to, they always say something like, oh, well, New York's my favorite. I love the Roni women. They're always their favorite. And then I ask them things like, why? And they'll say, it's just, it feels comfortable. I'm like, so how many days do you make a date to be comfortable? Like, that's why their ratings are like that because you don't make comfortable TV. That's, that's shit's creep. Bingeable TV is what people use for comfort. Like, oh, I like to have it on in the background. Like, you're the reason the ad dollars aren't going, girl. Like, then something needs to change because New York can't be comfortable like a a weighted blanket for all of us. It's supposed to make money and it won't make any if it's not destined. It needs to be your happy hour destination, not your rainy Friday. If it happens, it happens. I'll watch it destination. Mm -hmm. I think it just has lost its entertainment value because, I mean, I love New York. It's definitely one of my top favorites. I'll always say that because I just love, I mean, I love Sonia. Ramona, even though she's absolutely out of off her rocker, like she has, she's entertaining. I'll give her that, regardless of like everything else she's done and said. Like she's entertainment at the end of the day. But the storylines are just kind of recycled, and I think that the fans right. are aware of that and know it. And like, if we miss a few episodes, we don't have to go back and watch them. We can really pick off pick off wherever. And I think New York really needs. A, at least a six a six housewife season they can't keep doing these five housewife seasons where there's only five main housewives I feel like that is just shooting yourself in the foot like you need to have enough people I personally am here for seven eight housewives like I really like you like a big cast like a big cast because I get sick of people like I want to see multiple dynamics I want layers I want this person who's friends with that person fighting with that person's friend like I want it all and I, I feel like that's when those those casts are so dynamic because and that's what Jersey gives us. There's so many layers, and that's why I think people love it so much. But um, yeah, no, New York. I think I think it's just kind of stagnant right now. I love yeah. that. I really think that she brings something new 
fresh to the show. I love the perspective she brings as a black woman, you know, to New York. It's about damn time. I'm interested to see right. the production of Bershon Shaw, because I know she's coming in as a friend of, but we haven't met her yet. So I'm very interested to see like what that dynamic brings and if there's fresh new storylines from that. But right now it's just kind of like same old song and dance with Sonia crying about her husband yeah. for 10, 15 years. The husband that she divorced or that divorced her for cheating longer ago than she was married to him. Yeah. Um, I agree. You know what? I really wish that they had actually made Bershawn a full-time cast member mm-hmm. um, because I don't like when only one person of color is on a cast or one minority person is on a cast. I even am happy that like Crystal has Garcelle, like yeah. and Garcelle has Crystal, because even though they're two separate minorities, there was a moment that Lisa Reno was like, they were all talking about like the shock and amazement that they had that um, former president and former uh, host of popular television show that I used to enjoy, Celebrity Apprentice. Um, he was, there was a different side of him that people disagreed with. Yeah, them on that cast and <laughs> Rena, they were all talking about it with such shock and dismay they're like I cannot believe it and, yeah. and Lisa's like I just like and she's genuinely hurt that the man that fired her twice is like also bad to other people like right. in a nation so she's like what and there's a moment that the camera cuts to Garcelle and Crystal and they're both smirking as two of the biggest targeted groups mm-hmm. of the entire that entire party like the, it, it's it's gold because they're both like this is not our fight and I just am like I really enjoy that it's because in, in a lot of ways like I've had that moment being like the only other woman in the room the only other black person in the room the only other gay person in the room the only sure. other black gay woman in the room yeah. <laughs> I've had that moment where you find another gay and you're like oh here they go girl cry and we are going Five colors, and you're like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Give them 10 seconds, they'll come to us. 10 seconds, just give it. And they're like, uh, Do you have any ideas? Oh, don't Shut up. Time. Let me tell you, <laughs> those moments are really fun. They are, they those are. Those moments are so fun. Like, yes, we're just here for the multicolor cupcake. Thank you so much. Because I went where I go back and forth on whether or not we were choice words or they were made by choice where Luann says you're acting very angry right now. I don't want to assume, I believe Luann knew what she was saying. I don't believe you get to that big grown age in New York and you don't have a little bit of understanding of, of what a stereotype is. An yeah. angry black woman stereotype is the oldest stereotype in the, like, ever. So mm-hmm. uh, of many, but like that's, that's a classic. So I don't believe she genuinely did not know, but I also know that I could be working from a triggered place, much like Garcelle, who was like, I had no problem with Garcelle asking Kyle, like, would you have asked me that if I was a white woman? Because she's like, I've been triggered and I don't know what's real and what's not because this has happened to me before. I'm working from this experience of someone calling me angry and invalidating my experiences and having to wonder if I should write a tip on the check or not or just talk to the manager or write a Yelp review, but I'm out of money and I was mistreated. How is that fair? Yeah. I'm like, actually meant it or not but I would have loved if Bershawn was there to add a different perspective even if it's one that disagreed with Ebony's I just like complexity in that I think yeah. one of the reasons that I love Potomac so much is because they show there is so much complexity in what it is to be a black woman they've argued about each what how each other identifies in the black race multiple times because there is no one answer and I hate that Ebony is like grandfathered in as the overall stand-in for black yeah. women in New yeah. York yeah. and same with Tiffany Moon she's like I am here to absolve Brandy question mark yeah. like <laughs> I am here to make sure everyone knows that it's okay to say this about Asians just don't say yeah. that like she doesn't speak for everyone and I just would like a little bit of complexity at that table because that was a tough I haven't had that hard of a time watching New York I have not turned off Housewives in years, like probably mm-hmm. since Luann's, no, I even watched through the Afro. I did, the Diana Ross Afro, I was just oh. like, oh, I was just stressed. 
Oh my God. No, I was too. I was watching it and I was very, it was very, um, I think that the, since the conversation was about education, the fact Mm -hmm. that Luann was arguing that she was educated, but also using that stereotype in a way towards Ebony, it's like, okay, so the argument is that you're educated. So you should know that that's a stereotype. So you should know that you shouldn't be pointing those words at me, but you are, but you're trying to argue that you're educated. Like it just made- Right. Also your refusal to listen to her because Ebony was saying, we can't use crass language as a marker of education. Educated people use crass language. Luann, you've used crass language and you're saying you're an educated individual. And Ebony was simply making a point as someone who literally has a doctorate. Yeah. I say dick. And guess what? (laughs) I'm still educated. They're not going to come take my JD girl. They're going to leave it on the wall. I love love this moment when she she was like, I can leave your house, Lou. I'm like, just go, Ebony. Like, get out of there. Like, get out. (laughs) Don't even. And if Sonia is being the voice of reason, and this woman is literally thinking that if a person doesn't get a mortgage at Chase, that she will no longer be able to live, you know something's going on. She's like, I don't think she's sounding, she's yelling or anything. I think she's just using her words. You're not listening to That's her. That's when you know. That is when know. you know. And of course, everyone's seen now the, the clip that's been going around of Bethany like berating Lou last year in Miami where mm-hmm. Lou literally just swallowed it and took it. And that is probably where I was getting yeah. the trigger of like, she had to know what she was saying. Because uh-huh. Bethany's yelling at her and she's like, okay, and she's listening. And even Ramona is showing empathy. You're missing her pain. Listen to her. This is so sad. I'm like, Ramona doesn't even like Bethany. She can't stand a girl. But she's empathizing with her. But, but Ebony's yelling is hurting her ears. And then 10 seconds earlier, she's banging on a table. Bang, bang, yell, yell. Stop it, stop it. To Leah, I'm like, yeah. Leah yells every 10 minutes. And that's no shade. Do what you got to do. Yell. I don't care backwards it's ass backwards but this is housewives yeah it is and i'm very interested to see everyone's yelling i'm very interested to see one what comes next week or this week and then two for sean being added to the mix what happens with her because i've seen that i can't wait kind of her and ebony not really getting along so i'm interested yeah and that is okay yeah absolutely but i'm I'm just i am not friends with every black woman i meet i'm usually only friends with yeah. I'm usually only friends with the ones when I'm in a room full of, I don't know, old aged white women who scare me and I don't know where it's going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like otherwise, like, that's okay. We watch it on Potomac. We see it on Atlanta. Not to mention, we see it on Beverly Hills, New Jersey. And New Jersey, they're all usually related and don't get along. Yeah. Like, we've seen complexity of white women for years Mm -hmm. and they don't always get along and they have different experiences and I would like to see those Mm -hmm. I want to see the differences I want to see what each woman has what it's taken for them to assume the ranks and kind of infiltrate in this society and this culture of like rich upper echelon New York living I really want to see that so I'm um I don't feel much for New York other than I don't think it's destination television. I enjoyed the painting. I don't know if I would have given up my Wednesday night happy hour to watch Ramona sensually dance to a man. Um, and Sonia yet again tell us that she wants to date a banker. We know, girl. We know. Yeah. We turned it off and turned I, right. I turned it off and turned on Top Chef because I was like, I'm not doing it with Lou. I'm not about to get mad at a TV show of women I don't like or don't know. I'm not doing it. So I see where it goes. I, I agree. I'm, I'm interested to see how Bershawn kind of adds into the mix. And Heather and Leah, I can't wait for them to go at it. I don't know why. I don't know whose side I'll be on. I truly yeah, don't same. know. Same. I really don't know, but I'm interested to, but I'll pick one after this episode. Uh, right? I love it because they really do give me like rich older white women who have no real problems and I enjoy that tenor of things when it's in parody or when it doesn't affect me and I have a choice in watching it like on Roni or like on your TikToks when I watch you give um fantastic influencer (laughs) 
parody, but like done perfectly, like to the point where I'm pretty sure some influencer somewhere is like, oh, I think I have to be me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I enjoy that. Like, can you just give me a little bit, give the people a little bit of inspiration as to wh- why you started doing these amazing videos, what your inspiration is? Yeah. Because I genuinely find at least three videos to show one new person a week. Because I'm, I'm, they're so funny. Like, funny. next level. Honestly, the inspiration mainly comes from myself because I was, I work in influencer marketing full time. So I deal with, you know, influencers all over the world all the time. And I just have so much inspiration that's like on my feed that passes through me, that's on my stories, that's just mm-hmm. random. And I have just been kind of sick of it all. Everybody's the same and it's all the same bullshit, different day. And I was like, I need to just like, vent and my venting really in the form of comedy it's how I make fun of people it's like I'm very sarcastic and you know a lot of my clients are influencers and they're like they follow me and they see it and they're like there's this weird dichotomy of like you making fun of influencers but also being one and it's honestly taken a life of its own it's crazy Uh, I mean it's now like a job of mine to be able to do this and like to call this a job is like insane. So it's like weird that I'm making fun of influencers turned me into one. And then now I consider myself one, I guess. Yes. But with a twist, like this one, it's my favorite. It's when you take um, uh, Jared Brooklyn Brinkley, (laughs) those names are fun. (laughs) If you know, you know, to like vacation and you tour the cute quaint little vacation home like oh my god it's just so small not used to being in this tiny little house and in in the mirror going me and I just (laughs) so on I I've it's like I've seen this Instagram story a thousand times what is your least favorite trend or like general consensus that influencers do that makes you like roll your eyes in a fun way like what was like one that you love putting in your parodies of like this one is just I think the thing the the statement so many of you asked or I've gotten a lot of questions about when in reality like there's no chance in hell anybody asked about your vacuum cleaner it's like a lot of you have been asking my vacuum Mm. cleaner it's like bitch you're about to put an ad in like stop like (gasps) we know what's coming we we we're primed for this like stop (gasps) it just throw the vacuum yeah. cleaner, just put the ad in, just do it. Don't ask, we didn't ask about it. Right. Just tell me you love your vacuum and I'll judge for myself <laughs> if I want it or not. Exactly. I absolutely love it. Where can people find these hilarious videos, more of your hot takes and all things you? You can follow me on Instagram at haters, H-A-Y-D-E-R-Z. Um, you can follow me on TikTok at Hayden. Um, you can find me on the streets of Boston if you're a man listening, <laughs> single. <laughs> <laughs> okay, plug. Well, y'all better go ahead and find May and find Aiden somewhere in the streets of Boston or on the internet if you are not the man that he is looking for. Yes, Thank please. you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so no, much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Yes. Okay, y'all. Of course, you know what to do. All these shameless plugs. Patreon, we're doing Bachelor and Bachelorette this season. I am covering it. So that is already happening. Um, By the time this goes up, I probably will have episode one up there. Um, We're also doing Rewind and Rewatch, like you heard last week with uh, Kendrick. I have lots of other episodes going through Potomac, the first episode, Beverly Hills, the first episode. I'll be doing every single one and even some non-Housewives. I'll be doing those on Patreon and Hot Topics as usual. I also have a t-shirt and merch line, but there's lots of new things on there because I got to pay for this damn wedding. Y'all know that, but I'm very happy and grateful for and so excited to also have this marriage. But right now is this damn wedding and it's I'm paying for it in literal blood, sweat, tears and like a gym membership. So yes. all those things are there for you to engage in. Of course, you know, the free thing like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Mixing with Bonnie, M-I-X-I-N-G. W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay home. And thank you so much to the anonymous people that I won't get to know until it's time, like the wedding's over, who have already gotten things off of my registry. What is going on? I saw that like the flower sugar 
and um, something else that's like labeled, but containers, because I really want to do like the whole home edit thing. Those have been like delivered to my house and I'm just very grateful. Thank you so much. If you're interested in looking at my registry, don't know why you see, but thank you. other places, or if you want to read the love story between me and my fiance and stop talking about it, but I never will, you're welcome to do that as well. Because unlike Brittany, I, or Leanne on Dallas, I am 25 and I deserve this. This is my first only my fiance would get really mad at me if I didn't say only <laughs> so I'm very for it. so if you want to read about it or whatever then um my wedding website is also linked on all of my link trees um so thank y'all take care of yourselves and each other and thank you to anyone who has helped contribute to making my new house a home I'm almost done moving in and then I'll get back to regularly scheduled programming okay love you bye Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Mixing with Moni. If you'd like to connect with me more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. That's where you can find a bunch of Bravo and pop culture related content, news, and of course, some shady fun memes. Also, my DMs, feel free to come talk to me about anything you want, TV, Bravo, or even your one-star feelings and opinions about the podcast. Otherwise, definitely rate, review, and subscribe. I can't wait to connect with you guys more, and I'll talk to you next week.